Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. Our Ask the Experts weekend continues within the house with Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement in general, call 340-1045. Jared at Universal Roof and Contracting is ready to answer your questions. You're listening to a special encore presentation of In the House with Ken and Jared. Hello, good morning. Hi, my name is Jared Mellick host of In the House. Welcome to the show. Great day to do those home improvement projects. Uh, so this show is called In the House, all about home improvement and construction. If you have a project that you're working on and you want to know how to get to the next step, or if there's something in the house that you need to fix, you want to know how to get started with it, this is the place to be. Whether it's a structural question, electrical, plumbing, really anything having to do with home improvement, you can give us a call. Number to dial here is 340 Four five again three four zero one zero four five. You can also email me a question if you would like to questions at universalroofjacks.com. Website for the radio show is in thehouseshow.com. We are here every Saturday morning to answer your home improvement questions. Now, I am a a general contractor. I actually own a business called Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, We're a local roofing company uh, that also does siding and windows. And um, uh, we primarily focus on those areas, uh, roofing, siding, windows, when it comes to our day-to-day business. Uh, however, uh, I can answer any type of home improvement question. been doing a home improvement radio show for about 17 or 18 years now. Uh, I'm a licensed general contractor, uh, residential contractor, building contractor, and roofing contractor, and um, uh, have done uh, home building and, and all kinds of different stuff. Uh, so I uh, can answer uh, most home improvement questions. Can't answer all of them, uh, but I would certainly give it a shot. And if I don't have the answer, I'll let you know that I don't have the answer. But uh, most questions here uh, we can chat about. Uh, I have some stuff on my talk agenda to get to today. But the best part of this show is really you, our great listener. Would love for you to be a part of the show today. Number to dial 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. If you're shy or don't like the sound of your voice on the radio, uh, you can certainly email me a question to questions at universalroofjacks.com. So the the biggest thing that happens to be going on in in my world uh, is uh, is you know still the continued um, uh, seeing all of the the continued damage that occurred in uh, in Matthew. A uh, lot of uh, homes uh, you know in North Florida were were damaged as a result. Uh, the originally when everything was coming through, I thought okay, looks like we're going to have a lot of uh, flooding and um, uh, damage, but the wind wasn't as bad as we 
originally expected. But actually, there's been a pretty significant amount of uh, wind damage that has occurred uh, here in North Florida. And so we've been able to, to help a, a lot of people with that. And um, I'm getting calls all the time about whether or not uh, uh, it, it's going to be a minor repair or whether or not it's going to be full replacement when it comes to the roof. And so uh, my plan is to chat about that today and how do you really tell the difference uh, whether or not it can be repaired or whether or not it needs to be replaced. So that's part of what's on my talk agenda uh, today. But I love listening uh, to you, our great listeners, and uh, answering your questions. So love for you to be a part of the show, 340-1045. All right, so let's talk about repair versus Versus replacement for a moment this morning. So um, a lot of people here uh, had a few shingles removed. They, you know, they walked out after the storm and they go in their, uh, they look out front or they go in their yard and there's a couple uh, missing tabs or pieces of their roof on the ground. And so how do you know if that's something minor or if that's something major? Well, for most homeowners, it's it's very difficult to tell. Um, uh, there are times where you know there could be, you know, fifty pieces uh, on the ground, uh, and that roof is repairable. And there's times where there may be one piece on the ground, and that roof is damaged to the point where it needs to be replaced. Now, how do you determine if something is repairable or not when it comes to roofing? Uh, we look at the condition of the existing material. We look at, um, and a lot of that is dependent on how much uh, UV rays it gets, uh, what direction it faces, um, uh, uh, how old it is, uh, the type of material that it is. Uh, all of those things are factors uh, into the condition of the existing material. There are many times where we go up there and take a look at it, and uh, there's some missing pieces, and the roof is newer, or it's flexible, and it's pliable, uh, and you can separate one shingle from another uh, uh, easily, and you can just replace that single piece that is missing uh, with a with a new piece. And there's other times where it's damaged to the point where um, the shingle next to it is so brittle, the way that they're connected, uh, the, the process of shingles means that they're actually overlapped, that the, the, the shingle, one shingle lays over the top of the other. And so you can't remove one shingle without affecting the shingle above it and the shingle next to it. You have to remove the pieces around it. Well, there's many times where the, the shingles are so brittle that you can't separate one from another without damaging the shingle that it's connected to. And so what we do is we do a pliability test or a brittle test to determine whether or not we can separate one shingle from another. So if you had missing shingles, I don't know without looking at it to tell you whether or not that's a minor repair or whether or not that's a major issue. And I can also say that usually there is more damage than what it is that you can see from the ground. So what happens with wind damage and shingles is that there, um, when wind comes along and hits that roof, uh, it's going to do one of a few things to the roof. Sometimes the wind won't damage it at all. It doesn't affect the roof whatsoever. Uh, shingles can go through a windstorm and it doesn't affect it, right? So that's one option. Another thing that it does is sometimes the shingles will actually 
uh, come along and physically tear off a piece, like it'll physically remove a piece of the roof. Now, when roofs are installed, you don't put extra pieces on, right? It's not like they say, oh, let's put double in this area just because we want, we want to put some extra ones. It doesn't work that way. So if there's a piece that's removed, then the, that is a hole that could possibly come in. And so that, that could be a very big deal. So if you have a missing shingle, I don't want you to let this go. I want you to have it looked at immediately because that's an opening where water can come in. So sometimes wind doesn't do anything. Sometimes it physically removes a piece of it. Another thing that it sometimes does is maybe it lifts it and actually tears the shingle, but doesn't actually remove the, the piece of shingle. That's still damaged though. It's actually physically damaged the, the material. And then the fourth thing that it could do is maybe it lifts it and loosens it, but doesn't actually tear it or remove it. Well, that's still damage. It's, it's actually separated one section from another. And so that's still damage. So I can tell you that every single time that I, that I have seen a roof where the, it has a missing piece, there are other areas that have either been creased or loosened and have caused physical damage to it every single time. And so because of that, you can't necessarily tell the extent of the damage without getting up there and taking a look at it. And there's many times where people have gone up and looked at it, saw that it's fine. I went up there and looked at it and because this is what I do every day, I look at roofs and whether or not they've sustained storm damage, we're able to notice that there are actually other areas that are damaged that people didn't even realize. And so, uh, having a professional look at it is a good idea. The thing about us and our business is that we do repairs all day long. Like it doesn't hurt my feelings, whether it's a repair or whether it's a new roof. We have a whole repair division and guess what? I've got to keep that repair division busy. Uh, and so we, we don't mind doing repairs. We love doing repairs. We love doing that maintenance stuff. And then there's many times where it is a, a complete replacement. Uh, and so because we do both, we're going to tell it like it is. If it's repaired and can be repaired, we're going to let you know, and it's a minor repair. If it needs to be replaced, we're going to tell you that too. And so I have seen a number of times where you know people have an insurance company come out, insurance company says, oh, this is just a minor repair. And we go up there and sure enough, it's a minor repair. And then there's other times where they say, hey, it's a minor repair. We go up there and the entire roof needs to be replaced. And so, um, uh, we're going to tell you like it is. We'd love to be a part of your next uh, project, including roofing. Uh, if you want to call my office, we have uh, people standing by right now to take your calls and set up a time for one of our estimators to go out there and take a look at it. Our phone number is uh, 647-3907. Again, 407 647 3907 and we'll continue the discussion today about uh, repairs versus replacement again 647-3907 but let's go to the phones let's talk to Brian in Ponte Vedra Brian how are you doing this morning good morning Jared I'm doing I'm doing well um, hey I have a question about law and ordinance yes sir um, I was told by a representative of a roofing company um, that um, law and ordinance Law and ordinance would uh, cover my roof replacement. Now, in contact with the insurance company, I found out that that is not true. Um, that law and ordinance only covers the easement area in front or at the rear of your home if there is an incursion 
by a utility company, they will replace that portion of your lawn, but they won't have anything to do with the roof hmm. after a storm. So a couple things. One is is um, I'm going to chat about some stuff here uh, that um, is beyond the scope of a contractor. Uh, and so I always want you to get, you know, I want you to, to talk to your insurance professional and I want you to talk to an attorney uh, about it. But I, I, I'll, I'll share my experience and I'll share uh, uh, the way that I understand it. So, uh, Jared, but, I've already spoken with an attorney and he said that law and ordinance doesn't have anything to do with my roof. And, and the representative from this roofing company told me that it did. Okay. So the there is many times on um here's my understanding of uh specifically about law and ordinance coverage having to do with an insurance policy. And uh and again you should seek legal advice. I'm not trying to say that the that the lawyer is wrong whatsoever. I would agree with what he said if he's looking at your policy and he says that uh, law and ordinance uh, has nothing to do with your roof or insurance policy, then that's perfectly okay. I would, I would, I would go with that. Here's my experience, though, in dealing with insurance companies: is that within homeowners insurance, there is a separate coverage called law and ordinance. And typically, my experience is is what it talks about is that when your house when your house was built, uh, there, it was under certain rules and laws and ordinances when it comes to how the building code on how it was installed. And then let's say that 20 years later, you have a fire, right? And you have the insured value of your home. Uh, and uh, then the house today, in order to rebuild that house, you can't rebuild it to the method that the code was 20 years ago. You have to rebuild it to the code that it is today. And so law and ordinance coverage, which is usually a percentage of the value of the home, covers the difference in cost between those two. It's the, it's the replacement cost versus the cost that it takes to rebuild it or redo it or replace things according to uh, the code or laws that are in place at the time of the event. Um, so, um, if you hold on, I, I wouldn't mind getting your, your phone number and let me get you in contact with a, with a lawyer who handles specifically law and ordinance having to do with insurance policies. Um, if you, if you hold on and, and I wouldn't mind uh, getting uh, that information from you. Uh, and I want to follow up with this because my understanding is that there is specifically law and ordinance coverage uh, on policies that address this issue. So thank you so much for your call. Need to take a quick break. You're listening to In the House. You're listening to a special encore presentation of In the House with Ken and Jared. Hey, hey, welcome back. In the House, your questions are answered right here, right now. My name is Jared Malik. I own a business, Universal Roof and Contracting, and uh, would love to answer your home improvement questions. Number to dial, uh, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. All right, let's see. Let's talk to Debbie. Debbie, you are in the house. How can I help you this morning? Hi. Um, I have a question. It's more of a general contractor question. Sure, yeah, no um, problem. We, uh, our house is about a year and a half old, and um, about a month ago, I noticed, and we have tile floors in the bathrooms, 
and about a month ago in one bathroom noticed a few cracks in the tile. Mm-hmm. And then about two weeks ago, I noticed some cracks in the other bathroom in the tile. And then yesterday, noticed a few more cracks in the tile. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Is that Does that sound like settling of a house? Or it just, um, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Does that sound like it's going to be a big problem? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't let it go. There's no doubt about it. I mean, it's not normal. Uh, for you to all of a sudden start noticing cracks uh, in the tile uh, throughout the house. So that's definitely not a normal issue. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let it go. Would be a good idea to get um, somebody who is a foundation expert out first to take a look at it to see what it is. And so what could it be? There's a number of things that it, that it could be. It could be a, a settling issue. Uh, it could be a, a sinkhole issue. Um, it, it, I, I'm not trying to scare you. It could be just a, a minor um, um, structural problem, like there could be some sort of um, uh, center beam or something that is, uh, that is having some sort of shifting issue. So the solution could be pretty minor and the solution could be uh, you know, moderately major. So I definitely don't want you to, to, to let it go. Um, so a couple things that I would do is I would, um, uh, find a foundation expert. Uh, so I would start, uh, by, you know, just Googling foundation and then the area that you live, uh, home foundation problems in the area that you live, have a couple people come out and take a look at it. You also may want to go ahead and, uh, put your insurance company on notice. Uh, just let them know that, Hey, uh, by the way, I don't think ne- I necessarily think that it's a large issue. I'm not sure, but I just want to let you know that I noticed these cracks that way you're putting them on notice. Cause there's a, a rule about that talks about having to notify them within uh, you know certain time frame so it would be a, a good idea and then have somebody come out to take a look at it to see if it's something major or something minor okay do you need to go back to the builder with this or that's probably out of there how uh, how old is the house it's about a year and a half old Actually, in that case, I would uh, I would definitely go back to the builder. Yeah, if it's um, uh, uh, anytime it's less than five years old, I would definitely go back to the builder. So oh, okay. actually, that's where I would start is is I would start there. Uh, understanding that now, uh, I changed my answer a little bit in that I would start okay. with the builder first. Okay. All right. Well, so. thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thanks, Debbie. Good luck with that. Uh, hopefully everything works out for you. All right, let's see. Let's go to uh, Nick in Crescent City. Nick, you're in the house. How can we help you? Nick, you there? All right, no Nick, so let's put him back on hold, and then we'll circle back around in a second. Uh, Tom in Orange Park. Tom, you're in the house. How can I help you? Yes, uh, real quick. Last last week you mentioned uh, Federal Pacific Breakers. Yes, sir. About changing the panel out. Yes. There's no, there's no reason to do that. Uh, Duval Electric rebuilds them. Hmm. They rebuild them, huh? That's correct. Huh. What's the, uh, what's the, application. yeah, what's the cost difference between, uh, re- that the, I do not know. Yeah. It's got to be cheaper to replace it at 200 amp panel. Yeah. Yeah, I would assume so. I, um, 
Yeah, that's interesting. I actually haven't heard of anybody uh, rebuilding them before. Most of the time, everybody that I know uh, has uh, just focused on replacing. I'd be curious what the cost difference is. The the other thing is is that insurance companies. Oh, I want to discuss that actually. Uh, we got to take a quick break, but when we come back, I wouldn't mind continuing this discussion. You're in the house. We'll be right back. You're listening to a special encore presentation of In the House with Ken and Jared. Our Ask the Experts weekend continues within the house with Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement in general, call 340-1045. Jared at Universal Roof and Contracting is ready to answer your questions. In the house on News 104.5 WOKV. Hey, hey, welcome back. That's right, in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Number to dial is 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. I am uh, a general contractor, uh, building contractor, residential contractor, and roofing contractor. Uh, primarily uh, throughout the week, we help people in my business at Universal Roofing Contracting with either roofing, siding, or windows. But any type of home improvement question is okay. We discuss all things construction and home improvement here. Number to dial again, 340-1045. So before the break, uh, I was uh, talking to a caller who um, uh, had talked about uh, the Federal Pacific um, um, panels and uh, he had a, a company that uh, that actually uh, would rebuild them instead of uh, physically replace them. So I just wanted to continue that discussion really quick uh, before we move on. The um, in general, I love uh, cost saving measures, right? If so, if in general, rebuilding something as opposed to replacing it, if there's a way to rebuild it and and reuse it uh, as opposed to replace, in general, I'm going to um, I, I like that uh, as an option. One of the th the considerations I would look at though is what is the cost of each? You know, what is the cost to replace? What is the cost to rebuild? Uh, and then also my my other concern is that is with rebuilding is that there you know there's the the stamp on the actual panel that says federal pacific and the many insurance companies will either will not insure a property if it has a federal pacific uh, breaker box in it or if they do they will charge additional money uh, uh, in order to to insure the property because they feel like it has a better a bigger risk the the problem with the federal pacific panels is what happened is is the breakers would actually um when they uh they would they would not actually pop they would remain in place so electricity they would melt or they would uh something would happen to them during the process where they uh would the electricity would continue to flow through them and the breaker wouldn't actually trip in a method that actually stops the electricity from transferring from one area to the other now if you rebuild it i assume that it would solve that problem but insurance companies understand that they're taking a bigger risk of fire with those types of panels and so how do you explain oh wait i know it says federal pacific but wait i had it rebuilt and whether or not an insurance company would accept that as the method so that would be my other concern with with rebuilding it as a, as a, opposed to replacing it so just look at that uh, i i didn't real i hadn't heard of people rebuilding them before but certainly as an option and if it reduces the cost i'm i'm all for it but if it if it then there's that other issue of dealing with the insurance company and having to explain it 
and the cost of, cost isn't that much to re replace them. Uh, don't get me wrong; it's it's not you know it's not fifty bucks. It's you know it's most places are charging you know about a grand uh, to replace them. So, um, but um, but I know people who have the Federal Pacific who were, were paying more than that per uh, uh, every two years in insurance uh, additional cost. So uh, just look at that. So, all right, let's go to Clark on the east side. Clark, you're in the house. How can we help you, man? Hello. Um, yeah, I, I would originally had uh, had called in about the person with the foundation problem and the cracking in the tiles. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, but then my ears perked up when you started talking about FPE. I'm a state certified master electrician. Oh, awesome. And I would replace that in a heartbeat. Do you know what FPE stands for? Uh, tell us. Fire panel eventually. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but, yeah, I would replace that stuff and get rid of it. They've been out of business for several decades now. Yeah. And that stuff needs to go. Um, absolutely. But as far as um, the foundation problem that I originally called about uh, regarding the cracking, there was a great company because you, you mentioned to her that she should find a foundation expert. Well, I know one. I've used them. Um, it's called Ramjack. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I live at the beach, and you know the beach is made of sand. Right. And there's always some settling going on somewhere around my home, and I just have them come out and fix it. And yeah, and they do. Yeah, you know, I personally haven't used them before. I I have had uh, mutual clients of mine uh, that have used them and and have had success with them. And obviously, we hear them advertise, uh, you know, all over the place. Uh, but in this case too, I do recommend that she still contact her builder because uh, it's less. The house is less than a year and a half old, and so I would definitely get the builder involved in in that as well. But it's a great suggestion uh, for sure. Now, yeah, all right, Jared. Well, back thank you to very much. And and uh, anybody out there that has the panel, get rid of it. Now, I have a question. Have you heard, because the, the previous caller, uh, it's the first time I've, I'd heard of somebody trying to rebuild them instead. Yeah. Have you have you heard of that before? I've heard of uh, people changing out the bus bar with the breakers clamp onto. Right, yeah. But then now, now you voided the UL listing right. for it, and that's what scares the insurance companies away. Yeah. So you don't want to rebuild an existing panel. Um, because the the wire bending space changes from bus bar to bus bar depending on how many circuit breakers are are going to reside in that panel. So you're you're violating the UL listing and you're voiding the warranty. Everything just get rid of it. You're talking about you know if it's overhead um, drop in from a power pole. You're talking anywhere from. Thirteen hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. If it's underground, uh, they've changed the codes. You have to increase the conduit size and increase the wire size, and that can be anywhere from fifteen to two thousand. Okay. All right. Very good. Thanks, Clark. We really appreciate your call, man. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Bye. Take care. If you want to take his line, three four zero one zero four five again, three four zero one zero four five. Let's go to James on the west side. James, you're in the house. How can I? How can I help you, man? I've got a question about a stucco home. I'm 73, and this is the first time I've ever had stucco because I've seen what happened to my uncle's house up on St. Simon's Island about 15 years ago. He had to coat the bottom of his stucco for about six inches and the bottom overhang with fiberglass to keep it from rotting out. 
hmm. being either subject to the weather there on St. Simon's Island. Is that a viable option for this home on West Side? It's 11 years old, paid for. A lawyer and a pilot built it, and then he got transferred to South America, and I got it for about 20000 less than going at the time in 2004. So... So is it a, is it a wood frame home or yeah, block home? Yeah, wood frame home, but a stucco siding on the outside. Yeah. So the I just uh, want to prevent the wood rot. Like several sure. homes that were older than his had on St. Simon's Island years ago. Yeah. So we do get concerned. I mean, there's there's a lot of houses that have stucco over wood frame. the The issue is with it, and and I love stucco, especially over block. Uh, we don't have the same concerns as we do with stucco yeah, over wood was, frame. That not. Yeah, so with, with wood frame, understand that what the stucco does is it's not completely waterproof by itself. It has. It, we understand that the water is going to get through the stucco, and then there's supposed to be what's called a secondary water barrier. So the way it should be the paint, then the stucco, then there's lath. And then there's um, uh, uh, some sort of felt or underlayment system. And then behind that is supposed to be a secondary water barrier, like some sort of house wrap. And a lot of, uh, a lot of times that secondary water barrier isn't there. And so that's a problem. And then the other thing that, that happens is, is we know that when the water gets through and gets on that secondary water barrier, there has to be a, what's called a drainage plane, which is area where water can get back from behind the stucco through some sort of wheat screeds and weeping system uh, so that way as it gets down towards the bottom that that water can make its way back out and so the so that would block that if you put fiberglass now his was a stucco on concrete block though not framed like mine right so it's it's different you don't want to at the bottom it if it does have a weep screed meaning that it has a little dr the uh the drainage area you definitely do not want to block that with any sort of waterproofing system because that'll stop the water from being able to get out and it'll actually cause a worse problem now any sort of waterproofing over the top of the stucco is fine like i'm not i'm not against additional waterproofing on the stucco but it's just specifically at the bottom and at transition points you want to stop it short of where the weep screed is so that that way the water can actually physically still get out how would i find out contact k and b the ones that built the home i've got all the plans for it because the lawyer demanded that when he had it built that he get all the plans for it i've got those here well, you can just go over and look at it. I mean, if you if you go over and look at it, or if you take a photo of it from underneath uh, where the stucco stops, three digital and, cameras. Okay, just email it to me, and I can tell you whether or not it has a weep screed in it. Um, but you know, any sort of protective coating materials, I'm not against those. I, I like that as long as you're not blocking the weep screed. So, is the resin okay to do the bottom twelve to fifteen inches because? Uh, he's had several homes up there next to him that were older that they had to replace the bottom 15 to 20 inches. Well, the biggest concern that we have is the stucco going down and be, and hitting the grade. You want no, the stucco? I've got five inches of clearance average all the way around the house. Okay. So, and or have you noticed any cracking in that area or anything like that? No, no. The foundation is good. I've got kitchen tiles that's just settled because it's 11 years old. 
Yeah. So I would, I, I don't think that it's necessary. I would just keep a good quality paint on there. Just yeah, I'm make it paint it since it's 12 years old. Yeah. I, I just make sure in that area, I would paint extra and then make sure that you have gutters. So you don't have water splashing back up. But, uh, but I don't think it's uh, just with a good quality paint and making sure that the water doesn't sit there or splash there. That's what I would do, but take a photo of it and send it to me and I'll, uh, just to make sure. Okay. Thanks a lot for the info. I appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Appreciate your call. Bye-bye. Nope. Number to dial, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Um, do, I, do I have time to take one more caller before I take a break, or should I take a break? Okay. Let's go to Alan on the west side. Alan, you're in the house. How can we help you? Yes. Uh, I have low pressure coming out of my wa hot water heater, and I know there's a trick to it. Someone told me about 10 years ago I did it, but I forgot exactly what I did. Something about a dime. Uh, in the kitchen and doing something to hot water heating and turning the pressure on, and it blows out all of the, uh, I guess, the, the, uh, the sediment that's on the inside of the pipe calling, causing the low pressure. Sure. So a couple things. The, the um, you, Is it just on the hot water side or is it on the low, the, uh, the cool water side as well? Just on the hot water side. Okay. So what it chances are is is that within the water heater and it's a regular tank water heater correct it's a regular yes. tank water heater okay so uh and when is the last time that you flushed your water heater or have you uh last time is maybe about 10 years ago okay with that dime i, I forgot what i did I, I forgot the procedure yeah, no, so um, I w what I would do is I would flush the water heater. So within the water heater itself, and, and we're getting to where I need to take a break, so I'm not going to go through the entire system, but if you just uh, Google flush water heater, it'll give you all of the steps that you need to flush your water heater. There's a lot of sediment that builds up on the inside of the water heater, and then that sediment can come down into your pipes and actually go through into your plumbing system. So every so often, every three to five years, it's a good idea to flush your water heater. And so you have to you know, turn the power off, and then you hook a hose uh, to the, the drainage uh, area, and then you flush the water heater, and that gets all the sediment out of it rather than putting it on the inside of your pipes. So if you, uh, there is a whole process to it, I do recommend that you do it. And the moment that you flush your water heater and you see all the crap that comes out, you're like, why didn't I do that earlier? Because it's pretty disgusting how much stuff is, is actually inside the tank of your, uh, of your water heater. All right, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, more home improvement talk. You're listening to In the House on News 104.5 WOKV. Be right back. You're listening to a special encore presentation of In the House with Ken and Jared. Hey, hey, welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House show. You can give us a call, number to dial 340-1045. Last chance to do it. If you get a chance, check out our website, inthehouseshow.com. Uh, and uh, you can do that. Also, if you're thinking about having uh, your roof replaced uh, or siding done, uh, we'd love to help you with that. Universal Roofing Contracting, uh, my number six four seven thirty nine zero seven. Again, six four seven three nine zero seven. And then, uh, if you're thinking about having windows replaced, I, I tell you, Renewal by Anderson, uh, which is the window replacement division of Anderson Corporation, uh, definitely has the best windows. Uh, and uh, you can give them a call. Uh, 2228064 again 2228064 of 
course, uh, area code 904, and uh, they're running a, a great special uh, this month if you check that out, Re Renewal by Anderson, and they focus on window replacement, do a great job. 222-8064. So before the break, had a caller. We were talking about um, uh, flushing the water heater, and he had asked about, um, uh, you know, he had flushed something before and remembered a dime. And uh, what that is talking about is at, as part of flushing the water heater, you can flush the hot water pipes, uh, which is that, um, if I remember correctly, uh, the, the entire step, but it's basically where you turn on the hot water on one of the faucets, let that come out, then you turn it off, then you take off the aerator, put a dime in there and then uh, turn on the cold water and then what that does is that causes the cold water to go backwards through the hot water pipe and then it flushes some of that uh, gook and sediment out into um, uh, uh, into the hot water line through the hot water pipe and that's uh, flushing part of the hot water pipe I believe that that's the uh, that's the process uh, but yeah you can do that as well so uh, let's go to Dave on the north side. Dave, you're in the house. How can we help you? Uh, yes, sir. I bought a house years ago. I have uh, those insulated windows, and they're foggy now. Yep. And what's the best way? Can they replace the panes, or do I have to have the entire window and frame replaced? Well, if the, if the company is still in business, sometimes they can replace just the sash, in other words, the, the, the actual window part, the frame would stay in place, but the sash, which is the part that holds the glass in place, they can just replace that if they're still in business and they still make it, uh, may still be under warranty from that manufacturer. Uh, with uh, Anderson, which is the company that we recommend, Renewal by Anderson, if that were to happen, they would send you a new sash. It's called seal failure, and it's where the seal... Uh, between uh, the two windows, uh, between the two sections of gas, glass, there's an argon gla glass section in there. Uh, uh, we usually find that it fails a lot with vinyl windows uh, more than any other type of window. Uh, but uh, Renewal by An if you end up replacing the window, uh, I recommend Renewal by Anderson. Uh, their phone number two 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 eight zero six four. Again, two 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 eight zero six four. Is that a very expensive uh, process to get somebody to to replace them? Well, the only, um, I mean, it's relative. Everything is expensive, right? I mean, uh, you know, but um, uh, it, it with a good window, it, uh, it also reduces energy costs as well. So in the end, uh, it's not. But uh, but yeah, I mean, um, I guess it d depends on your uh, version of expensive, but. Uh, almost well, everything is expensive in in, a, in Florida. About a thousand dollars a window, maybe. Well, it depends on the the type of window that you use, and then the size of the window and the opening and and all of that. But replacement windows is not too bad uh, expense wise. Uh, but you do get a return on your investment in the energy savings as well. And again, I think I think Renewal by Anderson does the the best job. Two 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 eight zero six four. Thank you so much to everybody for listening today. We do appreciate it. Uh, sorry I didn't get to all the callers, uh, but we do appreciate you listening today. Show's called In the House every Saturday morning. Uh, and uh, be sure to listen next week. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. See you. 
spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.